Right Networks gets your current accounting-based desktop and legacy applications into the cloud. Finally, it's easier and more secure to share sensitive documents and data with your clients. This new flexibility allows you to cost-effectively grow your business and even reach new geographies. Right Networks knows your reputation is on the line, so go with a solution that is backed by Intuit. For more information, give them a call at 888-469-5905. That's Right Networks at 888-469-5905. And uh, say profit first when you call them, and you get 10% off. One more time, that's Right Networks at 888-469-5905. And uh, become you know, a 2018-er and get on the web. How was the flight up for you, by the way? It was great. You came up on United? Yeah. I don't really love flying United these days, but it was like the only nice time option. I hear the most negativity about United. Well, if you don't fly like Economy Plus or Business Class, then it's really tight seats. I don't have a problem with the seats because I'm relatively, you know, normal sized, but... I'm short, but when they when they killed the dog in the overhead mm-hmm. compartment, I was I was pretty mad oh, what, what about that. What happened there? I heard about this. Some flight attendant told them to told a passenger to put their dog, who's like a little dog yeah. in a in a carrier, in the overhead compartment. They said that they wouldn't be able to take off until they put the dog in the overhead compartment, and. There's no oxygen up there, and so during the flight, I don't know why this person did it, but obviously they were just yeah. trying to comply. The dog suffocated up there, and they took it out after the oh end of the flight, God. and it had died. In the, oh my and God! And so now I have a, I try not to fly United just because I'm a big dog person. Yeah. And I'm like, why? I don't really understand why she asked them to do it though. Like, wouldn't she, it there's enough make any dogs s- that have gone in I the know. main cabin area? Like, I don't understand why. So what I don't like is so many people bring service dogs. I'm air quoting service dogs because they ain't service dogs. Someone brought a uh, St. Bernard. I was going to say, you know my Bernie's mountain dog? He yeah. is a, like a service and therapy yeah. dog, but I would never bring him on, on a plane. plane. He's so he big. He was massive. <laughs> so he was, Where did he sit? In the aisle? Yes. That's a fire hazard. It's bigger than half the people on the plane. Yeah, my dog's bigger than me. It's like not They're realistic. Massive. And then he them. jumped up on one of the chairs. He's like, <laughs> oh, a slobber coming out. I'm like, what the hell is so going cute, on? So cute, though. I know. Yeah. I love that imagery. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Welcome, everybody, to the Profit First Podcast. Yes, here we go. Yes. Go. Uh. Uh, there you go. Uh. Is that good? Uh. Uh. Good job. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you, Kelsey. Welcome. That was uh, Kelsey, your co-host. Uh, I am Mike Michalowicz, the host, and we also have a guest host. Can you have three hosts? Like, yes. Oh, hi. And uh, our guest host is Adrian Dorison in the studio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little more jacked up for this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm ready to grunt. I didn't know that it was an expectation on it's the last one. Yeah. It's an expectation. Uh, and you, my friends, you are listening to the Profit First Podcast. This is a show where we explore all elements of profitability. And uh, why? Well, I wrote a book called Profit First. I'm writing another book uh, is coming out right about now called Clockwork. And I've written some others too. And uh, <laughs> on this show, we explore every element of profitability. How do you drive it forward in your business? Last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, it depends on when we, if we do a best of, uh, we did the 12 P's to profitability. And uh, today, well, we're going to talk about how Profit First is rolling out in our sister country, Australia. 
Yeah. yeah. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, ProfitFirstPodcast.com, or any podcatcher everywhere. And please subscribe so you get us every single week. Yeah, yeah. And rate us and review us and all that stuff. Um, okay. So we got a little game that we're going to play. Let me turn off this music. Ugh. Okay. There we go. <laughs> all right. Mick, are you there with us? Even though we haven't introduced you yet, are you there? I am. Okay. So, uh, Mick, what we're going to do is a little game here. We have um, Adrian and Kelsey who are going to guess different Aussie words. I'm really and scared. They have to guess what these words mean, and then you tell them what it really means. Is that cool? Uh, uh, absolutely. I'll make something up. Okay. Now, <laughs> now, now the one thing is... I, I may mispronounce. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. Okay, so you just try. Okay, good. All right, first one. The word is what's a mosey, or I guess you pronounce it mosey. It's for Adrian or like a, like a walk, a walk or an escalator. What's a mosey, Mick? It would be a walk, but just a very casual walk. You know, a soft whistle, hands in the pockets, just relax. So I mispronounced it. What's a, I guess it's a mozzie then. No, no, no. Mozzie? Oh, well. Mozzie, like you mosey no, on down the it road. It says mosquito. Like a, oh, oh. <laughs> that's a mozzie. A mozzie, not a mosey. Oh, okay. This is not going to work out well. No. I was going to say, I didn't realize it was so All right, so we're going to try something yeah. else. Generally, the host should know what they're talking about. <laughs> What's a sickie, you guys? Somebody who's sick? What's your guess, Agent? That's horrible. Someone guess. who's really cool. What is it? Mick, Mick. Show up, it, that, it's taking a day off work when you're not really sick. Oh. Yes. So you're isn't that yeah. wild? Yeah. It's a fake one. Yeah. What's a slab? I probably, I probably pronounced it incorrectly. It's S L A B. No, that's correct. Uh, Mick. Correct. Okay, okay slab. slab. What's a slab? Like a high five. <laughs> that's horrible. Uh, like a piece of meat. <laughs> That's pretty good. A piece of meat and high five. What is it really, Mick? Well, I'll give I'll give some points for the piece of meat. That could work, but really it's a, a case of beer, a box of beer. Yes, a 24 pack. Oh. Yeah. You guys have way cooler words than us. <laughs> um we'll do two more. What's a a ute? That's a U-T-E. Is that does that pronounce it correctly, Mick? Correct. Yeah, a ute. Hey, like you two youths, come over here. I gotta like talk to you. Uh, teenagers, like okay. <laughs> like a youth. <laughs> no, like teenagers. That's so New Jersey. In New Jersey, you're right. Uh, what do you think a youth is? He like thinks a boat. A boat. What is it really, Mick? Well, it's a utility vehicle. It's a, a car with oh. the, the the open back, so you can throw stuff in the back. Mike, you, you threw me off by saying two like youths. you two youths yeah. come over. Here. <laughs> All right. Well, because that's the New Jersey version. Oh, this is fun God. now. All right, last one. <laughs> Um, last one. What's a bottle o? A bottle o. That's the word bottle dash o. A bottle o. Coke. Bottle o Coke. Okay. Beer. Beer. <laughs> Mick, who are these people? <laughs> what does it really mean? What Mick? would you have guessed if you didn't you know? You need to come down here so I can educate you. It's a bottle shop yeah. where you go and buy all your alcohol. Oh. Bottle o. One more. It, it seems store. so obvious once you say that. I know. <laughs> well, of course. All right, one more. This is even on the list. I know. I know what Slab it is. Slab doesn't sound obvious. What's to a me. What's a Sparky? A dog. Close. Not even close. Lightning. <laughs> You're better at this. <laughs> All right, last one. What's a Sparky? An electrician. I and I used to be one in a past oh. life. Oh, Sparky. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, well, now you, you know. Work with contractors. Yeah. Look at. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Mick, go, go back on hold just for a second, which means don't do anything. Um, <laughs> just stay there. So uh, that was our little icebreaker. Was, was that fun? Did you have to have fun? Yeah, yeah. it was very nerve-wracking. Yeah. I don't like to be wrong, so this was oh. really challenging for me. <laughs> yeah, Not you, being good at something is hard. Really? You're that competitive? Yes. Okay. Sometimes I won't even do things because for fear that I really? won't win. <laughs> You're that competitive? Yeah. Very alpha. Wow. I know. Um, it's a problem. You should go toe-to-toe with Ron. He hates losing, too. Oh, that would be a real great yeah, one. The two no. of you would be funny. No. Um, so guess what? Today we were talking with uh, my good friend Mick Hawes from Tasmania, Australia. And, uh, well, we'll give you more details, but he's going to be talking about the rollout of Profit First in Australia. And uh, some special stuff you should know, regardless of what country you're in, of how to personalize Profit First for your specific requirements. I do want to thank our corporate partners to make this show a reality. First, uh, Right Networks. I didn't do the read-in, Kels. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. We can add it afterwards. Oh, yeah. Let's do it afterwards. then. So I want to thank Right Networks, Nextiva, and Receipt Bank. And uh, we'll tell you more about those folks in just a little bit. Also, at the end of the show, we share our insights. So you two start taking some serious notes here. Uh, on what Mick's about to share with us. But before we go to Mick, we do have a uh, member shout-out. Yeah, we do. What we got? This one comes from DS Monday. Within a few months of implementing Profit First, I saw a dramatic and distinct positive effect on both our revenue and our reduction of operating expenses. I've been running my company for eight years and have 25 employees and do about $5 million a year, so I'm not exactly a rookie at this. Still, this book made me feel like I have a long way to go in a good way. DS! Mm. That's awesome. Good for you. Congratulations. I like that last name, Monday. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's a Sounds good like name. a investigator or something we better get monday on the case <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's uh, more like a first name of a kardashian child <laughs> oh yeah totally totally monday you just gave him the idea yeah his name is mick hawes he's been in and around the building and trades industries his entire life he was a sparky uh his father was a commercial builder and mick uh, became an electrician straight after leaving school Due to his life experience, Mick truly understands the trials and tribulations of running and building a business and is passionate about supporting and coaching real men and women on their journey to generate more income, less stress, and uh, have more time for family and life itself. A couple things you may not know about Mick. Uh, He's turned a bunch of builders into a family that have each other's back. He's created an organization. Uh, He's very (laughs) proud, and it's on his nose here, that he met me um, down in... uh, in Aussie land, and he has a band called the Chuck Norris Orchestra. They predominantly play ACDC, I think. Um, and we started reveling in different ACDC songs. I still think the song touched Did we? Reveling? Was it? Reveling. Did I say reveling? Reveling. Revel. <laughs> You're going to need to look up the pronunciation on that. Reveling? Yeah. Is that reveling? Revel. Reveling. Oh, we were reveling? <laughs> We really? revel in, like we revel in it. Yeah, so. we revel in it. Yeah. All right. Whatever the word is. Not like repelling down a mountain. I think that the best song is uh, Touch Too Much by ACDC. He thinks it's a different song. So, Mick, welcome to the show. Thank welcome you very much for having me. It's exciting stuff. What do you think is the best ACDC song? Um, I, You've got to go Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell. Yeah. yeah. Classic. Classic. Yeah. So... What's the rollout of Profit First been like in Australia? Well, for me, it's it's been absolutely exciting. Um, our our coaching program, as you've mentioned, uh, specialises or, or has niched into builders, husband and wife run custom home builders. 
it is so important to us that it is uh, a non-negotiable process that you must adhere to if you want to stay a member of of our uh, our coaching program. That's that's how much we believe in it. So, okay. So, what what is the importance of doing profit first or, or or any system? What's the importance of of knowing the finances for these types of businesses? Oh, it's absolutely essential to me. It's it's like uh, driving a car around a racetrack with a blindfold on. If you if you're not <laughs> if you, yeah. if you're not uh, if you don't know what speed you're going, you know, even driving around the streets and your dials are blacked out, you don't know what how much fuel you got, whether your car's overheating, what speed you're doing, you know, it's just a recipe for disaster. That's a great analogy. Yeah, but do you feel like most businesses are <laughs> blindfolded <laughs> right now, rolling around the track? Yes, absolutely. Why is that? Is, it, is that intentional? They, they, they just don't care or they don't have the time? What, why are they blindfolded? Um, I think... The the majority of the issue comes back to what um, what what is talked about in uh, the myth. You know, it, it's t- it's mm-hmm. technicians that run small businesses, uh, and they get confused between the the work. They're they're a great motor mechanic, they're a great builder, and they assume because they're great at that technical work, they're going to be great at running a business that does that technical work and not realising it's two completely different skill sets, mindsets. Um, It's two separate worlds, doing the work and running the business. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Um, you you help these businesses get profit first going. how do you get started? How do you get a business that's blindfolded to its finances actually get started in becoming profitable? Well, the first thing that we do is send them across to uh, a profit first professional. So when when we were together oh, in uh, Melbourne, um, however long ago it was, uh, I asked you, who do you recommend? You recommended uh, a profit first professional uh, in Victoria. And yeah. so what we do now is I've worked with uh, Angus, that's his oh, name, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. he he put together a fantastic uh, questionnaire that gathers all of their business information, all of their personal information. He analyzes it, puts it through the profit first process, if you like, and then has a, a number of meetings with them and gives them a financial health check. Delivers me uh, a financial health report for them, so we can then look at what we need to do for them and focus on the issues that they have financially. And one of the the big reasons for that is my belief is when you have financial pain, it amplifies the the intensity of every other problem you've got in the business. So if you've got team issues, if you've got, um, uh, you know, customer issues, not enough business, too much business, whatever the other problems are, the intensity of those problems just go through the roof when they're built on a foundation of financial problems as well. So we have a focus on getting those things out of the way as soon as humanly possible, and then we can get on with building the business. So it makes sense to me, but why is it? What's the logic behind financial pain amplifying everything else, all the other problems? Well, I think that if if you've got um, 
If, if you've got uh, significant or enough acorns in the tin, you can buy solutions to a lot of the problems. Um, you just, it, it keeps you awake at night, it seems, the, the financial issues. So it just puts another layer of, of pressure on you. Um, if you if you look at statistics as, as to why people get divorced and things like that, a lot of the time the the fundamental problems were financial. It's just massive. Yeah. And I think it also like speeds up the timeline in which you have to solve those problems, mm. right? Yeah. Like would you say that that's also true in terms of amplification of the problems is because people feel like, oh, I need to solve this problem now because they don't have the, the runway. Yeah, the runway to do it. Absolutely, and and it's a it's an ego thing too. I expect you know you look at people when they first start up a business, they look at other successful businesses and they put themselves in debt so they can look like a successful business. But the you know a lot of the businesses around you just start to scratch the surface and uh, they may look successful on the facade on the outside, but uh, you know, un- underneath, behind the scenes, they're, they're really suffering. Uh, and I, w- one of the, the most important things about doing this Profit First Financial Health Check is we've lost members over, over time because of uh, financial issues. Had we known about it at the very start, that would have been fixed and we would have been able to help them to build a really successful business, giving them time freedom, giving them financial freedom, and sometimes they didn't tell us, which I think is another ego thing, and sometimes they mm. didn't even know. So doing this oh. financial health check uh, is it's, – it's been an absolute god, godsend for us because, uh, you know, there's, there's been examples of people who when we've really delved into it because I couldn't figure out why they were still stressed. We've done a lot of things to improve their business and they're still really stressed. Um, and, and so we then – uh, got got dug down into the financial situation, and you know one of the partners, for instance, didn't know that they were one hundred and thirty, one hundred and eighty thousand dollars in debt to the tax department. Didn't know. He was oh my boy. gosh, that's a that's a blow to the ego. Yeah. How don't you know? Well, the, the other partner was managing the finances, and and so oh. the other partner was just doing the work and was was sort of in la la land. Yeah, that's a nightmare. That's I was going to say, this happens yeah. so much, Everywhere. right? Like people who either don't know what's going on because they are too scared to take a look, I think, mm-hmm. which is a lot of it, right? Mm-hmm. Even with yeah. people's personal finances, and I'm sure it's the same over in Australia, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's very much true over here in the United States. Like people don't even want to look. They're just like praying till the end of the month. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they don't know, then maybe it's it'll be easier as well as that idea of not wanting to admit it, right? Like even if they do know, it's so interesting, you know, when people come to you, Mick, and want to work with you or they're already working with you that they know there's a problem, but they're not even sharing that because they hope, like, are they just I know. waiting on hope? I know. Like, what is that about people's is ego? Is it shame? Like, is, is it shame? that, like, relationship with it's, it's money? Crazy. Is it crazy. Like, it shame? people who you would think are uh, intelligent people uh, yeah. and, and you start to dig into this and... Uh, how did you miss that or, or why aren't you taking care of that? It, it really is crazy. Having said that, uh, <laughs> it, it's it's easy to say that now that you've got control, you know, you've got the, the profit first imp- implemented and so forth, but I, I think I may have mentioned it to, to Mike. Um, 
when I first met Mike, it was it was on a podcast, uh, and I was interviewing Mike about um, uh, Pumpkin Plan, I think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then the new book Profit First came out, and I thought, oh well, I better read that so I can be uh, <laughs> all knowledgeable and stuff uh, when when I speak with him to interview him about that book. And I'm reading the book, and I'm I, I started to feel physically ill. And mm. I just need to paint. The, the book was that bad, or <laughs> yeah, like, just like this I book used to have was awful. Very graphic. <laughs> like I'd sack the ghostwriter. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, That's funny. But oh the 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 on, and I'm not exaggerating for effect. I felt physically ill. I did the uh, instant assessment, and I'd been in business for uh, over twenty years. And I just need to paint the picture because I was in my office and it was set up for uh, like a video podcast for the web and I had a big background banner, big black background banner and in probably two foot high letters was the name of the business which was Uncover Hidden Profits. And I'm Mm. reading this book and it hits me that I didn't even know what a profit was and I've got a business teaching people how to – you know, build a better business and it's just hit me like a ton of bricks that I was hypnotised by the generally accepted accounting practices that Mm. profit was that figure on the profit and loss and that's what I've been running on for 20 years and, and we, you know, and we're not getting ahead. Surprise, surprise. First of all, it's a bold statement to say that and share that. Um, Secondly, if you're telling your clients, uh, we un- uncover hidden profits. Oops, we found a new way to do this, or we didn't know how to do it. How did your customers receive this? That you had found a new way. They loved it. Every, everybody I I talk to loves it. Um, I make a point of talking about the profit first program is mandatory in our builders business black belt um, uh, coaching program, uh, and many people. Uh, because what we do is we give people like a 30-day love-it-or-leave-it period when we're starting so we can get to know each other to make sure they're implementers because to join our posse, you've got to be an implementer and a, and a contributor. Um, you can't just talk a good game. And also they need to look at us to see whether all of the things that I was talking about we're delivering. And one of the things that we do is once they are past that test drive period, we say we will put you through and we pay for it. We pay for this service for them. We put them through the the Profit First financial uh, health check and a lot of the time they, they just go, we just want to, we want to go through that 30-day test period really fast so we can go do this Profit First thing. We, we need it. We want it. Uh, they're really mm. pumped about it. And uh, sometimes you just got to go, you know, cool your jets. Hang on a minute. We just got to get to know each other. Make sure we're the right fit because, you know, we're in we're in this together for the long haul. Um, it's like but dating. people love it. <laughs> it is. It is like yeah. dating. Yeah. Kind I'm of. Sure, you like you. Yeah. Hey, when we when you and I were uh, enjoying that steak dinner together. Yes. Uh, the talk, slab. Yeah. Reveling, <laughs> no, well, okay. Reveling in ACDC. <laughs> um, Reveling. And wine. Yeah. <laughs> Reveling in ACDC and wine. You um, you were drinking you were wine. About I wasn't drinking. You said, that, you said that Australian entrepreneurs uh, measure their success by turnover revenue. Um, is, hmm. That's their gauge for success. 
Why is that? And that's the exact same thing here in the States. Why are people measuring themselves by the top line? Well, I suspect that that the, they don't know any better, but the other thing is it's a bigger number, isn't it? It makes them feel yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. And, it's the ego uh, size thing. Yeah, well, uh, when we started with, with Profit First, one of our businesses was one of the biggest uh, agribusinesses in our state. And their turnover was $6 million. Um, mm-hmm. And when we learned about Profit First, we go, right, we've got to do this. Let's go do the instant assessment. And uh, we did the instant assessment and they really were a $660,000 business. They weren't a $6 million business. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. What a difference. Right? Oh, once, you, once you take the, the materials and the subcontractors away, their right. revenue right. was 660000 and the, the the amazing thing was that that I'd been coaching them for a year or so to that point, and the business owners walked around like they ran a six million dollar business. And <laughs> right. we need, yeah. we need a new truck. That's let's buy a new truck. We need a yep. new uh, machine or tractor. Well, let's buy yeah. it. Uh, and and when they found out that they weren't a six million dollar business, they were a six hundred and sixty thousand dollar business. The expenditure just disappeared like it just went mm-hmm. for a sound effect <laughs> that's a good sound effect yeah that's yeah it was a really good sound effect yeah that was a puckering so, sound yeah so the the how do you address that ego um how do you convince an entrepreneur that's focused on the top line the turnover how do you tell them no no we got to focus on the profit because it's the, it's the smaller number it's always going to be the smaller number it's the more important number but it's always going to be small I think that the instant assessment is a, an absolutely brilliant tool. Um, it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. Well, Who but the other thing is that I created a spreadsheet and you didn't have Maybe one and I sent it to you. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> All you had was a, like a sheet of paper and it's like, dude, you know, that's uh, analog. Much, Let's go digital. Let's get a spreadsheet happening. Yeah, well, you, the, you guys are more technically advanced down under. So, <laughs> so make advanced your frame. Yeah. Your he, PDF. he totally did. He sent me back a spreadsheet. He's like, this is how you do it on a spreadsheet. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's pretty good. And you're like, wow, it self populates. I don't recognize these words. It does. Yeah. Like, what, as, as the real revenue Sparkies. changes, the percentage targets change. It's, it's yeah, just it amazing. All automatic. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the question was anymore. What, 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 was, what, was, I was just to say that. what was the question How do you convince them to go by profit and not revenue? I, the, I guess the question was, yeah. Right. What, what, the instant assessment. Right? How, how like, do you convince people? How do you convince people to stop talking about revenue and start talking about profit? Uh, the first uh, thing is using the instant assessment because when you do that, it, it totally makes sense and, and have them understand that the, the materials and subcontractors' money isn't theirs, never was, never will be. Uh, the tax money, same deal. And I guess it's really important to paint the the picture of the future and uh, for them. And and basically, I just share my story and and saying, look, I, I thought I was reasonably intelligent. I thought I knew what I was doing, and I went twenty years doing what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. and 
I did this this was the situation and within three months of implementing the profit first things changed dramatically so if, if you can understand you know we were running the same coaching business for 20 years and uh, you know the ego had me at one stage I do you know what a Range Rover is you know the Range yeah, Rover have, yeah, you know I, I had one of those for the for the road and one for the bush you know I had two uh, mm-hmm. but everything's on the never never everything is on uh, credit uh, office yeah. machines on credit and, what and you call that? the never never I like that yeah yeah it just keeps going <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never never stops and uh, as soon as I did the profit first thing we just we just shed everything and um, since then and we've only been into profit first for I guess four years maybe into into our fifth year but somewhere there uh and and since then we've uh uh massive we've doubled our personal income our uh profits were such that we're able to uh uh buy multiple properties just in in uh you know a few few short years and and the financial pressure has just disappeared it doesn't exist uh, so like and- getting them to start seeing that by looking at the actual profits, you're going to actually make more money. <laughs> you can be making exactly. more money. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the cause of the current pain is the current process that you're using to manage and measure your money. And, and just as an aside, uh, within our group, uh, within the Builders Business Black Belt, we have a, a group within the group which are like our advanced members and we call them the Scale Club. And we've just started measuring one of the, the metrics that we're using is their profit first percentage of real revenue and the amount of money that the, they've currently got sitting in their profit account. And that's it's shared amongst the members. I mean, this is oh, how that's pretty powerful. Trusting these guys are, yeah. But I couldn't. I I was sort of blown away by the numbers, the amount of money that was in some of these guys' bank accounts for profit, knowing where they came from, knowing that just a, a couple of short years ago they were massively in debt, um, and you know some of them were were almost ready to walk away from the business. And, wow! And yeah, and now there is no quickly. debt, and and they're paying their their uh, suppliers' bills immediately, like no seven day or thirty day. So they're getting further discounts by paying early. Um, they're paying their team members much more. They they're able to get away from their business and have family holidays, and it's just so so gratifying that you know you had something to do with that. You know, it, it, it yeah. is, and, and I think people use the term a lot, life-changing, but this is. Um, that's fantastic. Do, do you see any downside? Do, do people get, you know, maybe flagrantly use their money? They get too overly confident, cocky. That's no, like no. English word for no, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> not cocky, but. <laughs> the, the, one of the issues that we sometimes run up against is when they've come from a place where they didn't have money and and then they start to get rid of the debt, the debt's gone and they start to build up the money. They never want to go back to that place again, mm, yeah. which is so good. So they stop they spending, spending any money. money. 
Yeah, but you know, I'm not going to mention any names because they might hear the podcast. But one of our members, and when they hear the story, they'll know that I'm talking about them. Uh, came from that place where where they were really suffering, a lot of financial pain. Um, you know, on the verge of of walking away from it, and they've they've done the profit first. They've sold cars that they shouldn't have owned, and all of this sort of stuff, caravans. Uh, They've just done a great job and now they're in a terrific financial position but it's still really hard to spend money now where, where they used to spend money hand over fist and one one time uh, their hot water cylinder uh, blew up and so the husband drove uh, 80 kilometres to the nearest town because they're in a sort of a regional area to buy a hot water cylinder because they didn't have hot water. And he mm-hmm. went back home and she said, did you get it? And he said, no, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to spend the money. Oh, <laughs> too no. expensive. Wow. And she was like, no. That's an issue. <laughs> well, yeah. But she had to go up the road for a week to shower at friends' houses oh, and geez. things. <laughs> yeah, so they're becoming a little bit too frugal yeah. maybe because yeah. they've like the pendulum has swung yeah. the far, opposite yeah. end, which is I think that's – that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but the, sense. but the great thing was that you know uh, they they had a conversation with Angus, the profit first professional, uh, and you know all of that 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 uncertainty uh, that was going on psychologically, I guess, was was taken away with a conversation uh, with the profit first professional, and you know that that angst doesn't exist so much anymore. Now oh, you know they they really have, have a fantastic life. You know, um, it it really is. So there is hope in finding that equilibrium. I think that's part of like the beauty of the system, right? Like you can, like they went back to their profit first professional and they got advice on like, hey, this is a safe range. You don't have to like worry when you're in this range. I don't know if you've ever been in a skid because you're in Florida, but uh, when you're on ice here, what people do is when they start skidding, Often they go into an overcorrection and actually yes. causes the the skid to come worse. I guess it doesn't have to be ice; it could be water too. Um, and the the goal is actually when you start skidding is to let go of the steering wheel or at least just make a slight correction, let it get traction on again on its own. Mm. And it sounds like that's what Mick was experiencing with Profit First, right? Mick? I wonder what skid in Australia means. Is there a term what? for that? Does it mean something else? I don't know whether I should bring it up on. Is this a family uh, show? It probably is. I had a feeling it was not a. But it's kids like a house. No, no, um, it's 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 the mark left in your underpants. Oh, <laughs> skid mark. Yeah, that's good. Oh, lordy, lordy. We're I'm sorry so to bring down the tone of the program. Yeah, yeah. yeah those Aussies. But you brought it up. You, know, you started uh, it. Hey, you know when we were talking. Um, when we were visiting together, you were talking about implementing profit first in more of a rip off the bandaid type of approach as opposed to kind of easing into it, um, which is actually not what I expected. I thought you'd more step people into it to, to, for them to get comfortable. Why do you do that rip off the bandaid approach? Because my experience in helping people with it has shown me that if you ease into it, it doesn't work. Like it doesn't. It doesn't work until and unless you decide to follow the process one hundred percent. It needs to be a death before dishonor commitment. You know, it's, it's leaping off the cliff and putting your wings on on the way down. That's <laughs> how how you need to do it. Um, and 
if, if you do it slowly or if you modify the system to suit your comfort zone, I don't believe it works. And, you know, I don't want to, you know, teach, tell you how to suck eggs. This is, this is your thing. But I think that um, it's, it's so important to uh, look at this system as a psychological system. I think the most yeah. powerful part of this is that by presenting your current financial situation to yourself in the way that the instant assessment does, it gets you to to have uh, it gets you to make decisions without discipline. You make the decision that you feel like making, but that now it's the right decision. Whereas, in the absence of the the profit first, um, the the uh, initial assessment, and really understanding where you are, and you're not looking at this all this revenue, you're just looking at what's left over to run your business. Your natural and normal decisions tend to be the right ones to uh, give you financial security. Whereas without it, you're still making decisions, the decisions you feel like making, but because the the information giving uh, you're looking at is incorrect, you're making incorrect financial decisions. So to me, the, the profit first system is a psychological system. It's it's not a mathematical system. Do you find a lot of people who fall off the wagon? Of like the ones after you, they rip yeah. off the Band-Aid? Yeah, like they've started using it for a little while and they revert mm. back to that old mindset? Uh, we don't. We don't because it's 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 a constant conversation. We're always talking about profit first. They'll call and say, you know, we're a bit under the pump. We, we, uh, we need to put somebody on. We need to add to our team. My first question is, what does profit first say? Nice. You know, is it is it giving you the thumbs up or, or not? So all of our decisions are based on profit first. Have you had to do anything with the basic system to make it fit into the Australian, you know, laws and, and tax requirements? Y- yes, um, but only in that space. And and the, you know, Angus has been brilliant with that he's he's just instead of um putting a percentage aside for for tax and superannuation and uh, goods and services tax that we have out here um and we our our system requires us to pay that every 90 days so what i'd been doing is getting people to put it in the, the account um what he's getting them to do is every time they do a distribution from their income to the other accounts uh he he gets them to pay that money directly to the tax office. So mm. they don't even put it in the, in the bank account. Uh, and so it's the exact amount of money. It's not a percentage. It's th- this is the, the tax uh, commitment. Put that straight to the, to the tax department. And uh, he said, look, you know, if, if, if you need the money back, just, just call the tax department and, and say, hey, I need that money back. And See what happens, and everyone gets a good laugh out of that because they're not going to give it back to you. But you know, it's a bit dangerous putting it in a bank account sometimes, unless mm. uh, you do put it, as you said, Mike, in a in a separate bank that you don't normally bank with. That's not connected with the internet, right? Uh, so it's like that old passbook account. Uh, so if if you do try and alleviate the pain by going to steal from your uh, right. Either profit or tax account. You've got to do the walk of shame, you know. Yeah. To you've got plenty the of time to think. Walk about of shame. It. 
with the one stiletto that broke off and stabbed <laughs> you, you had the Has makeup this happened running. to you before, <laughs> yeah, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The makeup running down my face, the tears yeah. coming down. Why did I do this Ripped to myself again? Ripped fishnet stockings. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, oh, my gosh. Make it. Hey, I might be getting back down your way, um, I think, by next summer. Um, your summer, not our summer. So in okay. about six to eight months. Um, so we got to get together again for some more Absolutely. steaks. Slabs. Uh, for more slabs, yeah. Yeah, we call them slabs. Uh, we don't. I know we you don't. don't. Mick, before we let you go... Uh, Mick's like, please stop. Uh, please we don't. Stop. <laughs> Mick, before we let you go, um, where can our listeners find out more about the wonderful wonderful business that you have? Uh, on the interwebs. Um, <laughs> our, our business name is buildersbusinessblackbelt.com.au. Well, that's our web addresses. And uh, the, the program is called Builders Business Black Belt. And... Uh, we're all over the joint. I, I uh, do a fair bit of uh, posting and Facebooking and videoing and all of that sort of stuff. So we're not difficult to find. And you've made hundreds of businesses in the trades more profitable than ever before. So thank you for the service you're providing them. Uh, keep doing it, brother. All right. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Even yes, we're waking up so early, Mick. Yeah. 3.42 yeah, well, no, a.m. right now. You woke up at 3 a.m. Are you going back to sleep or are you going to just work through the no. day? It's almost no. That's overrated. We said we talked about that. All right. <laughs> go hop in your Range Rover and go out in the bush or something. <laughs> I haven't got it anymore. Have a slab. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Mick. We'll catch you later. Thanks again. See you guys. Bye. See you later. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to recap what we learned from Mick. We are going to... Do we have another uh, listener question that came in? Yeah. We do, we, yeah. We've got a lot of them. I think yeah. every episode recently. Um, but first, I want to thank our corporate partners. So let me get punched. Oh. There we go. Uh. Uh. I first want to thank Right Networks. You know, I said we're going to put it in the beginning, but I don't know if we're going to have time, so I'm going to read it now. Is that cool? That's yeah. cool. Here you go, my friends. And this is important. Listen up. Right Networks helps entrepreneurs like you to securely transition your accounting-based desktop applications into the cloud, regardless of which version you use. So as a partner of Right Networks, you can trust they will take away the burden of the IT so you have more time to focus on your business, moving your desktop and legacy applications, not just limited to your QuickBooks or whatever accounting platform you have. They move it to the cloud, keeping you close uh, to your, your numbers and all your applications from anywhere. Literally work anywhere, anytime, and also enjoy the added security of keeping your stuff locked up safe on the web with Right Networks. Here's what you can do. Give them a quick call, 888-210-0237, 888-210-8237. You can tell them that Adrian sent you and you'll get nothing, or <laughs> you can say profit first and you get 10% off your purchase. Mm. It depends what you're into. For life, you're according into. to Mike. Adrian Just tell him Mike sent that. Adrian sent me. <laughs> You get, you get nothing. Who's Adrian? Who's Adrian? Adrian. I'm Yo, sure you get that all oh, the time. Yeah, yeah. You get all the time. Um, okay, I want to know what you guys learned. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I learned a lot, actually. Well, first of all, with all the, the Australian trivia, yeah. I know what a slab is. I know what a sparky is, a mosey, and a mozzie. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these are important things for me. Um, I loved the blindfolded on a racetrack uh, metaphor. I thought that was 
so true yes. for so many businesses that they really just don't even know where they're going. They don't have anything to measure. They have a lot of things to measure. They're just not looking at it. And it's so like, it seems silly, but it's so dangerous, right? It's so dangerous to be on a racetrack with a blindfold on. And that is what we're doing to our businesses a lot of the time. So I loved that visual from Mick that he provided. All right. Gain A plus. That was a good answer. What's yours, Kelsey? I agree. Um, did I, I steal yours? Think, yeah. But no, that's good. That's totally good. Um, <laughs> I like how we said when you have financial pain, <clears throat> all yeah. of your other problems are intensified. And I feel like that is so true. Mm. I think oh it's like gosh. that compounding effect where you just have that emotional attachment then to everything because you feel that bottom line so closely. Yeah. And it, yeah, I feel like it, it just becomes exponential in so it's many like ways. It's like a snowball. Yeah. I wrote that down, too. That was one of mine, so that was a biggie. The snowball? Well, like that financial pain, that idea of financial pain kind of like making you make poor decisions or yes. not like have the and wherewithal. in terms of leadership, so much, too, I think yeah. of that trickle-down effect. Totally, like the stress mm-hmm. that you're just carrying. It's a huge... Someone once told me desperate people do desperate things, yeah. and that's 100%. what happens when you don't have the financial strength. You start doing these crazy things that actually could harm your business in the long term. Um, for me, the big takeaway, he, it was a one-liner he dropped. He said, the current pain is a result of the current process. Mm. I was like, that's... You know, I think a lot of times we look at the current pain and we attribute it to all these miscellaneous things, but we don't look at the exact process we're following yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, And that's usually the thing causing the pain. Yeah. That was yeah. my big takeaway. We want to know your big takeaway too, listeners. Um, and you know, Kelsey, how can people do that? How can they, they tell us? can... Rate us and leave us comments on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, ProfitFirstPodcast.com, or MikeMichalowitz.com. Yep. So go to any of those sites, or all those sites. Why not not just blanket Open all the the tabs. Yeah, (laughs) all the tabs. Just blanket the web with your comments. Uh, We do read them, and we uh, some of them convert to questions. So post your questions. And we bring them uh, here on the show and talk about them. Yeah, we have one right now. Oh, oh, let's do it real quick. Let's do it real quick, yeah. This one comes from Sherry Littleton, and she says, I'm reading and working on implementing Profit First, and I'm confused in filling out the instant assessment. So namely, block A4, which is profit, and A7, operating expenses. Can you please explain where these numbers come from when you're first starting out? Yeah, so I got to do this quick before our music runs out. The profit category in Profit First is any money you've taken out of your business as a bonus distribution above above and beyond your normal compensation. Your normal distribution. This is a cash bonus. This is not what you see in your income statement. You know, that's an accounting profit. This is a cash profit. Most businesses I've worked with have who've not done profit first yet have zero dollars in historical profit. So if you don't know, put a zero in there. Operating expenses is the cumulative of all expenses. Cost of goods sold, other expenses. When you add up your owner's pay, your profit, your tax, and your operating expense allocations, that should be 100% of your revenue. That's where it all goes, okay? I hope that helps, Sherry. Yeah. All right. Now, let's get rock and roll and get out of here. Uh, Kels, you told people where they can go. I'll tell them they can also go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. If you're looking to drive profit in your business and you want a professional like Angus. By the way, in Australia, we don't have just one Profit First Professional. I think there's about 20 down there. Yes. Okay. Angus is extraordinary, but so is Laura. So is, well, we can go name by name, but there's extraordinary people down there. And we have a permanent presence now in Melbourne. It's not Melbourne. It's Melbourne. Melbourne. Uh, yep. We have a permanent presence down there. So uh, we can hook you up. Is that for- like Tazzyland? 
You're, yeah, you're did you make a that up? A-hole. You're we, a really... we have sources now we're going to ask about I just want you know, things. your review's coming up soon, schmucko the clown <laughs> over there. Even if it's not, we're going to make it come up soon. It's today. It's today. Your review. Um, and uh, I want to tell you, you should check out one other website. It's called Run Like Clockwork. Adrian has launched a new division of her business. It is specifically designed to support the clockwork book and methodology and rolling out in your business. So if you're interested in having a business that runs itself, check out runlikeclockwork.com and uh, you just may find a way to run your business, you know, without you. Which That's is a right. Thing. Design it to run itself. Yeah. Boom. All right. We're done. Any other comments from anyone else? No. You want to bust my chops a little more? <laughs> No. Well, okay. that's good. All right. That's, that's a good it. Episode. See you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.